answer the question, what makes your soul vibrate? What gets you really excited? Because in that lies the answer to the way you could probably best be helping people. Welcome to Let's Give a Damn. I'm Nick LaPara, and this is my chance to talk with people who saw something wrong that needed to be made right, and they gave a damn about it. A quick word from the sponsor for this episode. Ever wonder why someone hasn't made a Pandora app for podcasts? Well, guess what? I've been using Auto Radio for a few weeks now, and it's the real deal. Just tell Auto what you're interested in. Politics, comedy, science, sports, and you're good to go. Push the green button and listen to stories and podcasts about the stuff you love. For podcast junkies like me, this is a must. You can get Auto Radio for free in the iTunes App Store or Google Play Store. Check it out now and give Let's Give a Damn a thumbs up on the app. You'll be hooked. Today's conversation is with my friend and Soul Pancakes head of creative, Golriz Lucina. Golriz was born in Iran and lived all over the world, including New Zealand for quite some time, and now in the U.S. She is a wife, a mother, and a creative genius. Her work has been seen and experienced by millions through her work at Soul Pancake, a creative company started by none other than Rain Wilson or Dwight from The Office, as you may know him. We had a great time talking about life, family, creative projects, and the struggles of making positive, uplifting content in a world that is dark and full of evil. You're in for a treat. Ready or not, here it comes. Let's give a damn family. I am on the line with Golriz Lucina. Golriz, welcome to the show. Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. First of all, I expect magic and fireworks and nothing less from this chat we're about to have because something in the world, in the universe, did not want us to chat. For those of you listening, Golriz and I tried for several weeks. We had to reschedule several times because of our health, our kids' health, and whatnot. And usually I try to schedule these out several weeks in advance so we can work out any kinks, make sure we have everything we need. In this case, today's December 14th. Tomorrow, December 15th, my producer edits this and we go live on the 16th. So we cannot, there's no do-overs here. It's one shot. Are you ready for this? That's a lot of pressure, but I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of pressure. So get ready to step up. No, I'm sure this is going to be great. It's going to be fun. So let's, uh, let's get right into this conversation we're going to have today. I would love to start back at the beginning. And by beginning, go as far back as you want to. Uh, but tell me your story. I want to hear as much of it as you're willing to tell, because I think uh, for us to hear your story, it'll give us context for what made you into the person you are today. Sure. Um, okay, let's go back to the very beginning. I was actually born in Iran. And so I'm actually half Iranian and half Armenian, uh, but pretty much spent most of my life in New Zealand. So that's why my accent is this like strange conglomerate of all these different accents. I I actually was going to ask you, I was like, I don't, I can't quite place it. I haven't asked you before. So now I have that context. That's amazing. 
Yeah, it's all over. It's from all over the place. Um, but we left Iran when I was only six months old. So it was during the time of kind of the revolution there. And uh, it wasn't really a safe time for my family to be there anymore uh, because we belonged to the Baha'i faith and all the sort of religious minorities in Iran were being persecuted and thrown in prison. Uh, so we left and then lived all over in France, England, Wales. Um, but my parents just had this dream of like raising their family in a nuclear free country. That was their prerequisite, um, which I think is kind of interesting. And it says a lot about my parents. But so that's how we ended up in New Zealand. And so there I was, this uh, small, little, hairy Persian Armenian girl <laughs> growing up in uh, in this amazing country. I still, um, you know, think very longingly about New Zealand. Uh, it was just a really idyllic childhood. And um, yeah, I loved it. I loved being there. I was, you know, raised by parents who really instilled this belief in me that we could, I could be whatever I wanted to be, but that that should also mm. align in some way with like helping people. So there was this kind of duality of like, okay, what are you passionate about? What are you excited about? Okay, how are you going to apply those skills and faculties to like help others? So wow. uh, yeah, that was that was me, and I did all kinds of creative things. That was what I, you know, really got excited about. I loved art and theater. I loved photography and writing and music. And um, whatever, you know, I sort of like got excited about, my parents would just really, um, you know, be in support of that. So it was really nice to have that framework around me where art and creativity wasn't just seen as just a hobby. Uh, and my parents really thought, you know, that that if I wanted to pursue that, they would do whatever it took to like help me uh, in that direction. So your parents, you said instilled that I thought that was really huge what you just said. And I don't want to gloss over that. You, they, you said that they instilled in you like, hey, do do whatever you want. Let's pursue these things. But make sure there's an element of helping other people in there, which I think is huge. And you just led us into this. I think this huge reason why you are the way you are today. Were there any specific ways they did that? Did they um, I know yeah. you traveled a ton, but did they take you different places or how did they help you work that out? You know, it was actually like I was thinking of one of the instances the other day. And it's so at the time, um, you know, it was very modest ways. Like my parents also uh, didn't sort of lay the world before our feet in a sort of a material sense. Um, mm -hmm. They're kind of hippies. Like they always right now <laughs> they live on a farm in Australia. My mother literally repurposes every single plastic container that goes through the house. So like it started off as a yoga container and then it becomes something to house buttons and then she grows a plant in it. So she like <laughs> cuts awesome. it up and turns it into a basket. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily the material they were supporting me in all these endeavors. It was, um, okay, here's a small example. When I was uh, nine or 10 years old, I wrote a short story. And for my parents, English is like their fifth language. So I think they were just really impressed that their daughter had, you know, literacy and had fluidity yeah. in, you know, in reading and writing English. Uh, and so when I wrote this story, my mom was so impressed with it and she could tell I was so excited with it that she photocopied it and literally dropped it in the mailbox of one of New Zealand's most renowned short story writers who happened, Owen Marshall, who happened to be living in the same town that we did. And that's like, that's literally like taking some, you know, a kid's something and dropping it off to like a master right. of that industry. And at the, as a kid, I just saw her do that and it just showed her belief 
and me and he actually ended up writing a, a letter back saying, you know, thank you so much for sharing this with me. This is really good. And he gave really pointed critique of like stuff I need to work on and stuff I could do better with. But I will never forget like the fact that my mom thought it was totally appropriate <laughs> to like send this, you know, renowned author her kids work just because Crazy. she thought there was potential there. That's awesome. I really want to hang out with your parents someday. They sound they sound uh, amazing. They are um, they are amazing and weird and creative and and all the things they really are. That's great. <laughs> Have fun with them. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit about your upbringing. I think that gave us a, a little window into why you are the way you are today. Let's talk about a specific. So this podcast, let's give a damn. We're going uh, after. We're we're talking to people that have at one point in time in their life said that they're going to give a damn about a certain thing or place or people. And so I want to talk about a specific uh, give a damn moment for you, which uh, namely is soul pancake. Uh, Soul pancake enriches the lives of so many people. To me, so I've been following Soul Pancake for many years, well before I knew you were even involved. And for me, Soul Pancake is one giant give a damn moment because everything about Soul Pancake and what it does is about other people and enriching lives and spreading love, joy, positivity. So how did all of this happen? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, our founder is Rain Wilson. So many people know right. him as Dwight from The Office, but he's a he's an amazing actor uh, here in the, the States. And when he was becoming kind of you know, more well known for his role on The Office. He really wanted to do something with his celebrity that was of service to the world. And what he felt, I mean, so exactly, he gave a damn. He gave a damn about people, especially young people, talking about spirituality and philosophy and creativity and all of these life's big questions that we kind of wrestle with and and having a space a safe space for people to really engage and explore with those uh, themes and topics. And so he teamed up with a couple of his friends to create Soul Pancake really as a place for people to explore all of that. And he didn't, I don't think at that point really know, he didn't have like this five-year plan for it or a vision of what it was going to be in the future. He just thought, okay, let's start with a site and it will just be a safe space for people to question. Um, He really believes in the power of questioning and, and the the fact that that's kind of like we're all called to figure out the truth for ourselves. And that's the first place to start is to ask questions and hear other people's responses and be open to other ways of thinking. Uh, so that's what Soul Pancake, you know, that was the inception of Soul Pancake. And I happened to be dating one of the other co-founders, uh, Devin. And so I would hear about this weird project he was working on with this weird celebrity out in L.A., <laughs> <laughs> and I was living in Nashville at the time, and it really did sound strange. Like, okay, what? Is, this isn't a real thing. You know, at the time, it just felt kind of like kooky and weird. But the more I understood about the mission that Rain um, and Devin had for Soul Pancake, the more intrigued I was. And I sort of, I started pitching in and helping um, and that's at that time, Shabnam, who's our, who's now our general manager also jumped in and got involved. And so, you know, the four of us were kind of just working on this and staying up late and, and figuring it out. And we were so excited by it. And I would go to my day job and that was great and fulfilling in its own way. But then I would be right. so eager to come home and work on soul pancake stuff. Wow. That's awesome. And so what's the timeline looking here? How, how long ago was this that you were dating Devin and when did all this happen? 
So 2008 is when um, is when we were sort of working on Soul Pancake. 2009, I actually quit my job <laughs> and decided to make this passion project of Soul Pancake my full time uh, my full time work. And then uh, that the site had launched in 2009. Um, I believe we wrote the book in 2010. So what happened was once the site launched and people were using this as a forum to kind of ask questions and hear each other out, we were putting up creative challenges every other day and putting up our own life's big questions to get people to engage with. So this caught the attention of a lot of publishers in New York. And at that time, the whole blog to book movement was really picking up. And so they reached out to us and said, listen, how do you imagine this website being a book? And so Shabnam, Devin, and I um, had never written a book before, but that sounded like a fun thing to do. Sure. <laughs> and we, uh, you know, over Google Docs, because we were all in different parts of the country and sometimes in the world, uh, wrote this book together. Um, that it was, you know, that's full of art sourced from artists all over the world. That's full of life's big questions. It's not really a book you read, you know, start to finish. You take it on a journey with you. It gets you kind of thinking about different aspects of your life. Um, we've got, we packed it full of quotes and stats and like really um, beautiful artwork. And then Rain yeah. did an amazing, deeply personal kind of forward to it. And that book ended up being a New York Times bestseller, you know, which was beyond our wildest dreams. But right. uh, we call it our book baby. It took us nine months to kind of put out in the world. So I'm like, that's our first baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thanks for sharing that. So you're, you're head of creative at a creative company. So does that mean you basically run things? Like what does your day-to-day look like? You, you probably just let Rain and Devin think they run things, but you actually run things, right? <laughs> well, actually, so Devin a couple of years ago uh, moved on to another company. Devin's okay. just like, he's an entrepreneur. He'll always be an entrepreneur. He loves starting things and he puts every ounce of his energy into it. And then he moves on to the next thing. So he still has a lot of love and care for Soul Pancake, but he's moved on and is doing something in the tech world that I don't really understand, but it has to do with <laughs> blockchain and and virtual currency. And I, I think it's going to be revolutionary, but uh, don't quote me on that. <laughs> uh, so the day-to-day of Soul Pancake now is is a lot of Shabnam and I. Of course, Shabnam, as our general manager, is the one kind of like leading the field in terms of, you know, growing our company and finding new opportunities and really putting us on the map. And uh, she's amazing. Uh, and uh, you should have her on the show, too. So, I'd love to. Uh, my role is, uh, yes, more in sort of the creative, in the creative realm of things where, you know, our day to day now is working with brands and sponsors and other uh, filmmakers who are eager to make content that kind of falls into the soul pancake bucket. So that's stuff that's really inspirational and really feel good, but also really entertaining, fun to watch, not preachy, not sent, not too precious, not stuff that's going to drag you down or make you feel worse for being a human. Really right. stuff that like excites you about being part of this fabric of life. So uh, so we're working with all these different, you know, people and partners coming up with ideas every day uh, for kind types of digital content we want to make, campaigns we want to be involved in. So my job often feels like 
the idea person um, or the person who facilitates ideas. Uh, And I love that. Like, that's the stuff that I love and thrive on. Um, And, you know, we have an amazing team and we really, I love the way that we generate ideas because it really is a lot of sort of brainstorming and, and hearing people's input and being open to, you know, having conviction, but also not holding on to that so tightly that you're not able to be fluid and flexible when you need to and, and grow and learn from your mistakes. That's great. I just saw the video that you guys put out a couple days ago, I think, with Kind and Lava May. That video was huge. It was Lava May. Uh, can you explain quickly what Lava May does? Yeah, Lava May is this amazing organization where they um, saw this need uh, in the homeless populations of cities where, uh, you know, there was no access to um uh, showers to bathing to uh, just really grooming oneself and taking care of one's body and there's just this huge difference that can be made when someone tends to you with care and with hospitality and isn't just like providing a service but is providing that service with a lot of love and really restoring a person's dignity so that's the work that Lava May does where they have these pop-up uh, stations where uh, the homeless population is invited to come in and they get haircuts and they get you know there is interviews, there's um, there's other sort of services provided, but it's not just for the sake of providing a service. It's really to extend, uh, a, you know, that hand of friendship and love to these people that are often forgotten or marginalized. Yeah, yeah. Even in the video, there were a couple people that were obviously working at that station that were calling the different people by name. And I thought that was really cool that it's not just about like, oh, I did my good deed, pat me on the back for the week. But this was like a relationship building thing. And really, like you said, restoring dignity back to a people that often get forgotten and passed by. People are always questioning their motives, why they're asking for stuff, why they're asking for money. And I really loved that project. And so just to reinforce and to, I don't know, just congratulate you guys for the continued great work that you're doing. That that video is very impactful for me and I'm sure many, many others. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that video is the perfect sort of intersection of the, it's like the sweet spot of soul pancake, right? Where we're getting yeah. to shine a light on something that is amazing and extraordinary that's already happening in the world. Um, and we just love doing that. I mean, those stories exist and are out there and are so profoundly inspiring. Uh, and so to be able to kind of tell those stories and bring them to life and share them on a wider platform is what we're all about. Yeah, that's great. And that's a perfect segue into the next question I have for you. So I'm sure you deal uh, on a daily basis working through what I'm about to express to you. So I've worked for over almost two decades now. I've worked with different nonprofits. I've traveled all over the world uh, working in different service projects and orphanages and this group and that group. So I have this heart to like help people and love people and serve them well. And you guys make this content that focuses on good news, positivity, spreading hope and love and joy, and you do a killer job at that. At the same time, there are so many terrible just shitty things happening around us that we could focus on, give our time and attention to, share on social media, on Facebook. And and I, I way too many times am guilty of doing that, you know? You know, I, I share these things and I'm hoping to shed light on them, but really it just spreads negativity and drama and all sorts of things that we shouldn't be, you know, focusing on. So you guys obviously have done a great job focusing on the positive side, what do you think the effects are of focusing more on positive things versus the negative things that are in abundance all around us that we could be sharing and focusing on? And how do you reconcile that with all the terrible things happening? 
because we don't want to, you know, just focus on positive things and ignore the fact that there are negative things happening, you know, within a few feet or a few miles of us right now. So how do you how do you work through that as Soul Pancake or even as you personally, as you guys create projects and work through these things? Yeah, it's such a great question because, you know, I'm wrestling with the same thing myself where there's all these atrocities happening and all these injustices and I don't want to diminish them. But at the same time, when I look at what is motivating and what catalyzes people and what empowers people, uh, it's it's usually anything that comes from a place of love. And I think that what we've seen even in our content is that when something's infused with love and when something is infused with joy and, and it really is empowering, then, then people, there's something that is triggered in people's hearts and they are motivated to take action to, to and that action may be like tiny and small. It might just be that they you know, hug their children tighter that day, or they are kinder to their neighbors, or that they smile, or they make eye contact. But um, yeah, I think that, you know, I want to be in the industry of making content that's empowering. And what I get worried about is that a lot of the stuff that's out there, a lot of the stuff that's just hurting our our country and our world um, can make you feel, start to feel uh, really apathetic and really like there's no point, like futile. And as soon as you start going down that road, it's just the, it's kind of the kryptonite to empowerment, right? Uh, so I think that while we need to absolutely be aware and educated and uh, certainly not try to like live in some sort of like naive bubble of like everything's perfect, we need to, we need to kind of have the duality. We need to be aware of the hurt, but really use our energies towards the healing. Uh, so when I see our content, you know, infused with joy and love, I think that's part of what we're trying to do to contribute to healing. Um, and, and I think there's a, there's a call to action there to people, to, to, for everyone to be, you know, unapologetically human, to show up in their lives, to wake up and to step up. Uh, and I think that's so important that we're really trying to encourage people to look at their own lives and be introspective and think about ways they can be an active agent towards joy. Uh, one of the amazing um, filmmakers that we work with, Brad Montague, who is the creator of the incredible Kid President brand. He has this idea about having this joyful rebellion. And I love that language because it's like joyfulness, but then with the charge of like a rebellion. And when you smash it together, like that is what the world is thirsty for. That's what people need. Uh, so yeah, to kind of keep, um, keep being an encourager of that and, and to champion that and celebrate people that are trying to be these joyful rebels in the world. Yeah, I think you're spot on. There's another, there's a writer, speaker, blogger, and podcaster named Amy Jo Martin. She has been uh, really pushing this campaign that she started uh, called Spread Serotonin. And I think those two go together where if you, like you said, it's even something as small as hugging our children tighter that day or smiling, telling someone we appreciate them. Uh, going out of our way, maybe just a little to give a damn about something or someone around us, those things spread. Like it literally inside of our bodies, the serotonin levels go up We and we get inspired by that and we maybe want to go out and do something similar. So I think you're right. I, it also works in the reverse if we start spreading the negative stuff. And I think that stuff spreads, unfortunately, I think it spreads even quicker because there's so much of it, right? I've, I've done some sort of like A-B testing on my social media sometimes. If I, if I share something negative about, 
you know, maybe our president-elect or, you know, I share something like that. That spreads a lot quicker sometimes, and there's a lot more shares and likes and comments than if I share, you know, a Soul Pancake video. And to me, that's always, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting thing to think about that I can, it's a lot harder work in some ways in this very noisy social media world to spread the serotonin, to spread the good, but it's such a needed thing. Um, And so, yeah, I think you're spot on with your explanation of that. Thank you for that. Hey guys, quick break from my chat with Goalreese to share a couple things with you. There are two email newsletters I want you to go follow. Why? Because great content, that's why. No spam, I promise. First, the Let's Give a Damn email. You'll receive occasional emails from me with updates about the podcast, and you'll receive a bunch of great stories of people who saw something wrong that gave a damn about it. With all the tragic things happening around us here in the U.S. and around the world, we need to be focused, now more than ever, on the amazing things people are doing to right all the wrongs around us. I would like for this email newsletter to be a source of good news for you. Head on over to letsgiveadam.com to sign up today. Second, I have a personal newsletter that I send out. It contains articles that I write, reviews of products I use and books I read, and it also contains amazing podcasts, articles, videos that I find on the World Wide Web that I'd like to share with you. I'd be honored if you subscribe to this email. It's a lot of fun. 100% money back guarantee. Head over to facebook.com slash Nick LaPara. That's my business page. And hit the sign up button to subscribe today. Facebook.com slash Nick LaPara. Okay, back to the show. So I'm sure your journey has not been easy. No journey is. So share with us any hardships you've had as you've grown into this person that truly does give a damn. Have there been any ups and downs? Basically what I want to do, this podcast exists to share incredible stories of incredible people. You're in that group in my mind. But I also want to reassure the listeners that if they decide to start giving a damn today, if they decide to start being agents of change in their neighborhood, in their city, their state, their world, that it's not always going to be great and sexy. It is going to be hard. Um, and so you don't have to have any, but if you have any ups and downs, any hardships that you've experienced over the last you know, five years, a decade that you share, that'd be amazing and super helpful, I think. Absolutely. I mean, for sure, there are ups and downs. Um, or Soul Pancake is a is a journey of ups and downs, you know, because it was this small little passion project, which uh, had very minimal resources beyond just like humans who cared and uh, but not really the other resources to, you know, blow it out of the water. And it's amazing how um, gathering together hearts of people who and their agency and, and pulling that together can create something. But along that road, there is a ton of uh, challenges and sort of inertia I, I feel like we were faced with. I mean, we came out, we were in this entertainment industry and um, the amount of times that Soul Pancake's kind of been you know, got in that like really uh, sweet smile, but then told like our content is too earnest or it's too feel good. You know, there's not enough stakes and where's the drama? Mm. You know, they want it to be more sexy and more controversial. And, and so we, um, 
we could have gone down that road. I think we could have started diluting our content, dumbing it down, you know, trying to like respond to, um, you know, some of these, uh, the idea that people just want to see stuff that, um, you know, is, is appealing to their sort of lower nature, but we refused to do that. Like our, our mission was something that we all held onto very tightly and it's still such a part of our DNA. And I think that that has you know, resulted in us coming up against kind of an inertia or um, these sort of, uh, yeah, a sense that sometimes we're the odd one out. What's interesting, though, is that the, over the course of us doing this, you know, the tide has changed. And now more than ever, I'm seeing like new sort of feel good, inspirational content agencies and media companies and platforms, you know, coming on the scene. So now it's kind of become the trend, you know, and everyone's like, we make authentic content, we're telling inspiring stories. And it's there's a sweetness to it, because I feel like we, you know, with the little engine that could that started off doing it in a landscape that was pretty dreary. And now we're amongst friends. And, and I'm seeing content every day by other, you know, companies that is just deeply inspiring and profound and getting us to think about our humanity. Um, but yeah, the road, the road had its ups and downs. I think for me personally, sort of not speaking about the business, my challenges were figuring out how to, uh, to turn, you know, how to be, uh, turn this like passion project into something that was also viable. Um, you know, we were starting a family and, and, for Devin and I to both be working at Soul Pancake, which at that time didn't really have any revenue model or right. real business trajectory. We were just doing something out of love. And I definitely got some sideways glances from friends of mine that were like, but what are you going to, you don't have a 401k. Wait a second. You don't have health insurance. Like this doesn't seem sensible. Wait, right. you're going to bring a kid into this world. Like, do you guys even have a plan? So, um, there was a lot of that. There was some, you know, it's well-meaning people that were just kind of like, this isn't a real job. How are you going to sustain a family right. on this? Uh, so, you know, and then it brings up doubts in yourself. Like maybe I do need to go find a nine to five. Maybe, you know, this, this should just be the hobby I do on the side and, and working through those doubts. Um, I think today what my, you know, my challenge and what I wrestle is I'm a mom to two boys, age two and a half and four and a half. They are everything to me. But at the same time, I deeply love my work. And I didn't ever anticipate that. I always kind of thought like, I'm going to be a mom and that'll be first and foremost. And I will, there'll be no job that will ever compete with that, you know. And so I was really humbled by having my first child and desperately missing the work that I do and realizing in a way that Soul Pancake was my first baby and that it's not something I can easily just walk away from. I want to do it. I want to do it while also being a mother. And so straddling those two roles um, is definitely sort of an everyday challenge for me and an everyday balancing act. But truly what it comes down to is I think my children are seeing their mother really get to do the work she believes is her service in this world and is following her blueprint. And I think that's a, I'm hoping that's a good example for them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my ongoing challenge. Super helpful. Super helpful. Thank you for that. Let's get practical for a minute. Most of the Let's Give a Damn family, I believe, because I've heard stories, I've heard tons of feedback in the last six, seven weeks of first season of this podcast, most of the Let's Give a Damn family wants to do something that changes the world and helps those around them. I think everybody does. But can you give some practical steps? One, two, three, doesn't matter. Can you give some practical steps to the listeners on how they can begin to do that? I think a lot of times people are just like, well, I want to do that. I want to give back. I want to help. I want to be part of 
you know, something like what Lava May is doing or whatever. But I just don't know where to start because I've got, you know, a, a nine to five job. I've got kids. I've got student loans. I've got all these things going on. Can you help us with, from your perspective, a few things that they can do to begin doing that like today? Things they could even implement like right after listening to this interview. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think that part of it is it can be really overwhelming because there's just so many yeah. uh, ways and so many things that need help and so many people that are hurting. So it's kind of like if you take a lay of the land, it's like, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, and so that's where you always have to sort of come back to, you know, back to yourself. And and really, I think it takes knowing who you are. And I love sort of talking about our design and our blueprint um, because here we are, we're all these little people that are somehow here together. But each one of us has this ability, this agency, there's something we can each do that kind of is almost effortless for us and maybe a little harder for your friends. So you have to clue into what it is you can do with ease and what it is that really makes your soul vibrate and really know yourself well enough to go, you know, for me, that is X. Maybe it's an outlet of art. Maybe it's an outlet of, um, you know, working with animals. Like, what is it? I guess this is the question I would say. Answer the question, what makes your soul vibrate? What gets you really excited? Because in that lies the answer to the way you could probably best be helping people. You know, if you are everyday dreaming about you know, uh, taking photographs or, you know, taking portraits of people. I think that's how someone like a humans of New York, you know, comes into play where he takes something that he's so passionate about, but then uses it to serve the world. So I think sort of coming back to your passion and coming back to like, what gets your heart, like, you know, starts making your heart flutter and gets you really excited, what you can talk about for hours, what you can stay up late at night researching in that lies the answer to how you could probably start by, you know, giving a damn and putting that into action. Um, But it takes some sort of self-awareness and self-knowledge because I don't think we should be all things to all people. Um, I think that Uh, I think that's kind of a dilution of our efforts. I think there's something signature that each one of us was placed here to do. It's so, it can be really fun. It can be really arduous, but it can be really fun to kind of unpack all the layers and figure out what that is. That's huge. Uh, Let's give a damn family. What makes your heart vibrate? I think that's incredible because you've already talked about it and touched on it. I've already talked about it and touched on it. It's going to get hard. You might not you know, it might not even be something. Some of some of you, let's give it in, family, will eventually do things that you can leave your nine to five, you can leave your job, you can leave school for whatever. And some of you, it's just something that you're going to add to your life in, in a great way. You're going to still do everything you've already done, but now add this piece in there. And so if it's not something that, as you just said, Gold Reese, like makes your, I, I love that picture, that word picture, makes your heart vibrate, something that doesn't give you energy to shut off the Netflix at night and work on this project for, it's going to burn out. That wick is going to go out and you're going to go back to your normal self-centered, self-serving nine to five, whatever life where you just do things for yourself and then binge watch the latest Netflix show at night. So I think that's a huge, that question is to me is just powerful. What makes your heart vibrate? Thanks. Thanks for that. I love that. Um, As we begin to wrap up our conversation together, I have a personal fanboy question for you. Um, I'm a huge fan of The Office. I watched it all the way through from the beginning uh, when it started playing. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Maybe like one season in when people were starting to talk about it. 
But my wife wasn't a huge fan for the longest time. She always thought it was really stupid and dumb. And, and then about a year ago, she started watching it kind of curiously. And she watched the entire nine seasons in, I think, five weeks. Um, and she, she did that while still being a great mom and a great wife. We have three kids. I don't know how she did it, but she did it. And she, uh, but still at the other end, came out not liking Michael or she thought Michael and Dwight were just the worst. And I always thought they were the greatest. Dwight has always been my favorite uh, character on the show. So what is Rain like in real life? Because he's got his Dwight persona, which people always know him for. But he's obviously the kind of person that, you know, gives a damn about a lot of things and people. He started this this organization. So what's he, just in a couple seconds, what's he like in real life? Is he like Dwight? Is he totally different? What's he like? So Rain is one of my favorite people. And I think he's such an amazing ambassador for our brand and Soul Pancake because he's unapologetically multifaceted. He's, you know, in the same breath, he's like crude and unfiltered and very much <laughs> like Dwight it says something that you're like, I can't believe he said that. But at the same time, he's deeply profound, incredibly generous, so caring, gives such a damn about the world. Um, he's insightful and aware. He's just he's hilarious and articulate and, you know, um, but then he's also the guy that like he was just visiting New Zealand and actually working on a, a film project there. And he called me up and he's like, you're such an idiot for ever leaving this country. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. I am. <laughs> he's just um, yeah, I don't know. He's honest and he's authentic and he's he's very real about this, the, the journey and not trying to pretend like everything's great all the time and the work that he puts into his life and his profession and his, his, his everything. You know, I, I love that he kind of lives really um, unap unapologetically, but, uh, and shows that you can have both like a deeply spiritual profound side to you. And then you can also just be, silly and like you know use physical comedy to make others laugh and like the the, the two can intersect and live together right. in one body i love that i really love that that's that's what i expected you to say he seems just like a very genuine fun you know sometimes crude guy which you know seems like the kind of guy i think we'd all want to hang out with does he do that's what she said jokes does he still say those or is that just his character on the office <laughs> Um, I have actually never heard him say one like in real life. Uh, so I think if he did, he would get some pretty big eye rolls from me. Okay. Um, so no, I mean, his, his comedy in real life shows up in a bunch of different ways, but some of my most favorite moments recently are he's, when he does have some downtime, he'll come to the Soul Pancake office and, you know, we gather together the whole team and the interns and they get so excited because Rain Wilson's there and he'll do kind of some improv, um, exercises with us to get us sort of thinking creatively and, right. you know, getting outside of our comfort zones. And there's this one that he made us do where you kind of walk around and in French you say, je tombe which means, I think it means like I'm falling or I'm, I'm dying. And it's kind of like trust falls. So when someone says this, you have to like run around them and catch them so they don't like hit the ground. And we have like some concrete floors at Soul Pancake. <laughs> and so we're all running around like these weirdos, like jetombing all over the place. And one of the guys who was working for us, like no one heard him. So he crashed to the he ground. He just fell. <laughs> hit the ground yeah and then i mean he was fine thankfully but we were all laughing and i mean that's the kind of you know rain shows up and the weird shows up but in the yeah. weird is also the wonderful so yeah no that's what she said jokes happening gotcha. lots of improv happening. rain wilson is weird <laughs> weird and wonderful those are two good those are two good words to be known by i love that 
So what's a, what's ahead for you and your family in Soul Pancake? Um, so much good stuff. So much uh, stuff that I'm excited about. You know, we are super excited about the content we have lined up for next year. Uh, we're working with so many brilliant, talented uh, filmmakers and creatives. And uh, this year, we really focused on finding some younger filmmakers who really have the same. Uh, we call them like they're in the tribe of Soul Pancake. So they're out in the world and, and uh, you know, going beyond just the States and, and reaching out to other parts of the country, uh, other parts of the world and finding these filmmakers who are using their voice to empower and to kind of broaden minds and talk about the tough stuff. So I'm really excited to feature more of them on Soul Pancake. Um, you know, now that we've been acquired by Participant Media, uh, we have even more resources to bolster our content and make even more stuff that matters. That's our tagline. And I think that it's so amazing to now have this parent company that also has always believed in making stuff that matters and their films are some of the most empowering and beautiful and inspirational films. And so to be a part of that team now is really, really exciting for our team. Um, even just on the short, you know, on the coming around the corner side of things, we have, um, some content that, you know, some street stunt content that we've worked on, uh, that's coming out next week for the holidays. And the one, you know, one of them that I'm really excited about is where we set up this phone booth on the street and invited people to call someone they've lost touch with. So we didn't know how people would react to that and whether people would actually call someone. And it's always a bit like that with our Soul Pancake Street stunts because these are not actors. None of this is scripted. Uh, so I'm really excited. That's going to release next week. But it's a it's one that gets you a little bit choked up. So yeah. I, I like those. I'm really excited about that. Thanks for sharing that. OK, before I ask the last question, I want to just take a few seconds to honor you. I want to honor you for your joy, your creativity and your contribution to the world, which has inspired so many, so many people. And so thank you. I, I, I really wish the best for you um, as you continue to grow within this team, within this company. And um, yeah, I just want to honor you for the, the things that you have done behind the scenes. Not many people know about Golri's Lucina, but everyone has experienced, not everyone, but many millions, hundreds of thousands and millions of people have experienced your work in the product of your creativity. So thank you so much for that. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, Very yeah, sweet. you're welcome. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, oh, before the last question, this is one more. Where can we find out more about you and Soul Pancake and Participant Media um, so that we can keep up with what you guys are doing? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for me, you can follow me on all the handles. Because I have such a weird name, I usually get to be the only one. So I'm the only Golries on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, so I'm in all those places. But really, my daily energies, I used to keep a blog, CozyHunter.com. So if you want to go into the archives and see the letters I wrote to my first child, um, you can dive in there on CozyHunter.com. But most of my work these days is poured into Soul Pancake. And you can find Soul Pancake on YouTube. YouTube and Facebook, um, on Snapchat, on Instagram. We're really trying to be wherever the humans are. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, check us out. Uh, check us out. Uh, check out our content. And we love feedback from you know from our community. So uh, that's you know that's kind of what we learn and grow from. And we share that. On, we have Friday meetings and we share letters and you know emails that we've gotten from um, folks uh, in response to the work that we're doing. And those. Um, you know, it's really meaningful to have that feedback. Awesome. Good. Yes. And also Snapchat, right? You guys do a really great job on Snapchat. 
Yeah, we love Snapchat. We're testing it out right now where we have different kind of Snapchatters in residency. So right now we're working with Jenny Can Breathe. Um, she's an amazing, talented Snapchat uh, Snapchat personality, and she's taken on the hosting of the Soul Pancake Snapchat. So she does daily challenges and sort of like introspective work and really um, Monday motivational tools. Uh, but it's a lot of fun just watching, you know, seeing other people take on the, the DNA of Soul Pancake and see it through their lens. Awesome. Great. So this is the last question and we're going to take the focus back off Soul Pancake and back onto you for a second. This is a obviously a uh, hypothetical scenario, but when you die, which hopefully won't be for many, many, many years, I'm going to give your eulogy. All your friends, all your family, uh, people that admired you, they're all there. In three to four sentences, what would you hope that I would say? What do you want your legacy to be? Oh, man. <laughs> um, okay. This is a hard question. I know. Man. Sorry. It's it's a hard <laughs> one. I heard you ask yeah. others, and I'm always like, oh, God, he's going to ask me this, and I'm going <laughs> to Um, This would be what I would want it to be. She tried to live really authentically and inhabit her purpose. Her soul... Uh, would light up whenever she was close to nature or creativity or people who exuded joy and laughter. And anything great that she achieved in her life started from a place of love. Wow. That's it. There you go. I, I think if if those three or four sentences were spoken for your eulogy, I think job well done. So thanks for that. <laughs> Yeah, I better, you better ace my eulogy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't think I'll be giving it, but if I do, I'll know exactly what to say, and it'll all be true. Uh, so thank, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a ton of fun. I hope you had fun, and um, I hope we can do it again some other time. Thank you, Nick. I really appreciate it. I love what you're doing, and I love the Let's Give a Damn podcast, and I listen to it every week. And I, I, I really appreciate the work you're doing, too, because tackling these big questions about purpose and why we're here isn't easy. And I, I just really appreciate having a space to do that. That means a lot. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, Golris. Okay, thanks. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining Goal Reese and I today for our conversation. Be sure to follow Goal Reese on Twitter and everywhere. Her handle is usually her first name. If you enjoyed our chat, go on Twitter and let her know. Also, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. If you like our content, please ask your friends to listen and subscribe too. The more the merrier. You can follow Let's Give a Damn on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to find out more about the podcast and other things we plan to implement very, very soon and head over to our Facebook page. Click on the sign up button to receive occasional emails containing amazing stories like the one you heard here today. Also, if you want, follow me at Nick Lapara on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. Well, that's all for today. Can't wait to spend more time with you soon, friends. And as always, I urge you even this very day to begin giving a damn about the things that you see around you that are wrong, that you have the ability to help make right. Can't wait to spend more time with you soon, friends. Bye.